0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he lifts the pilot. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar al I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Man, (laughs) hope you're having a blessed day wherever you're tuned in around the world, whether it's 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com, our app, Sharjah Broadcasting Authority, or even if you're chilling at home, watching us live on YouTube. By the way, thank you so much for all your support. Thank you to Abdul Karim as well for filling in on the Halftime Show. If you haven't noticed... I'm a little bit handicapped at the moment, but the show must go on. And I'm so excited to be back with you guys um, on Pulse95 Radio. Okay, so where do we start? The winner of Euro 2020 is... Find out on the show how we're going to map out the route to the final and who's going to win the Euro 2020. Everyone is buzzing. So much action, so much drama. But now we're going to go through it together and I'm going to get your thoughts on who who you think is going to win the Euro 2020 championship. Okay, right. That's one thing. Who's impressed you the most? How has it been? Christian Eriksen? So many things to discuss in that. That's not the only thing, though. Injury in sport is one of the hardest opponents to overcome, but just how much of recovery is a mental battle? We talk about that as well on the show today. For obvious reasons, we might know a little bit more than we did the last time I saw you. So we're going to be discussing the actual incident, the actual mentality behind injury and how much of recovery is mental. A roundup of all the mixed martial arts and boxing since we last saw each other as well, from Adesanya to Tyson Fury, we take a look at the latest headlines in the fight world on the only place to be at 3, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is the halftime show with Omar That's Alduri. On, 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 oh, on Pulse 95. 95. Oh, he loves the fire and what the goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> As-salam and welcome back to the halftime show with Omal Dury I am your host coming everything sport international and local Wow uh, it feels like ages since we saw each other for obvious reasons a little bit of a, a setback but we're here now and I'm so happy and by the way thank you so much for everyone who sent messages who uh, reached out and and honestly, Um, One of the the best forms of medication is support. So I'm so, so grateful for that. And the show must go on. Who's going to win Euro 2020? Everyone's talking about it at the moment. It is absolutely insane what's happening in the football world. We thought the season was over domestically, but internationally it has delivered. Could we have seen the winners already amongst the group stages uh, by the performances that have been displayed? France, Germany, Portugal italy netherlands we're going to be talking about that on the show today and in this segment i'm actually breaking down what might happen now some of you might have seen the predictor which means you can actually predict who wins i've done it for you and i might need your help to kind of run through who's going to get through to the final right okay where do we start The round of 16, now assuming that everything goes to plan after most teams have played two games. By the time, obviously, this message comes out, we would have at least got an idea of what the team uses for today. However, yesterday's action was amazing. And not only that, sometimes in a tournament, it's very key not to peak too early. So bear that in mind also when we actually study the predictor because sometimes if you peek too early you run out of legs and as they always say the cliche is so true the tournament and winning the championship is a marathon and not a sprint so looking at the round of 16 what I've also done as well is I've looked at the location of where it's being played now these minor details could be a huge thing as you noticed in some of the games the fans have played such an integral part in the result so looking at that now if we look at the thing about this tournament as well coming in, we all know that the best uh, third place teams qualify. So that's four out of six. And looking at that as well, if you've lost two already, I probably would not put you in knowing that you're definitely out. So that's another thing. So in case you think, what about this team? Th- that's the problem. The problem is losing those games doesn't put you in the best uh, third, place, third place position. So the round of 16 here's who I have let me know in the in the comments who you think is going to win it and what you think of the predictor okay so my first uh, round of 16 is Belgium versus Germany now Germany haven't played against the second team yet but they have played France in the opening game and they lost but I still think they might surprise a few people so I think Germany are going to make it uh, in the group as a third place team all right just to give you an idea of who I've selected as the best third-place team, I've selected Germany, Poland, Austria, and here's the one that might surprise a few people. I'm going with Scotland, and I know I've know i got friends who are Scottish. I know that Scotland might surprise a few people, especially following the result yesterday against England. Wow, what a performance from young Billy Gilmore, Robertson, Tierney, McGinn, uh, che Adams They were amazing So they're my dark horses I've said that from the very beginning And I got laughed at So hey I still might get laughed at But Scotland Don't let me doubt So I've got um, Those as the four Best third place Here's my round of 16 Belgium versus Germany If that does happen It will happen in Spain And I'm giving you all these ideas Just so that you can Get an idea of Of the location And how it might affect the players If they play in those countries Italy versus Ukraine That will be in the UK France versus Austria uh, I think France will definitely uh, definitely win that and, be, and it's going to be in London as well so some of the uh, players such as Kante and Pogba Already feel at home uh, You've got Czech versus Spain That will be in Copenhagen Slovakia versus Croatia Or Scotland Like I said I'm always going to say Or Scotland Because I just have a feeling Scotland might surprise A few people And get that win On the final day Against Croatia So I'm going to say Slovakia versus Scotland Alright um, And that's also going to be In Scotland See how I'm saying That the location Makes a big a big uh, point In if they qualify or not England versus Portugal And this is assuming that england win the group so that's the thing sometimes winning the group might not be the best draw for you so yesterday england versus scotland drawing might not have been as bad of a result as people think i had a lot of messages yesterday from people saying to me oh my man england were awful they're never going to win listen it's a strategy to actually pace yourself and even if it wasn't a good performance from england and scotland did everything right it might actually benefit them because if England don't finish top of the group, they avoid Portugal. So you see, if they finish top, they play Portugal. So that's another thing. However, it will be in London. So bear that in mind when you're looking at the predictor. Then I've got Netherlands versus Poland. That will be in Budapest. Wales versus Russia. Yes, I'm thinking Wales are going to do well as well. The quarterfinals sets up as the following. Belgium versus Italy. And that will be in Germany. France versus Spain. And that will be in St. Petersburg slovakia or scotland <laughs> so i'm gonna actually say scotland let's stop saying or let's give them good energy scotland versus portugal because i think portugal will beat england and that will be in rome however taking it a step back round 16 england portugal in england if england pull off a blinder they could go through but let's say for now portugal versus scotland to meet in the quarterfinal in rome netherlands versus russia that will be in baku now going to the semi-finals my prediction is belgium versus france and that will be in london okay bear that in mind belgium versus france in london so so far france have had a few trips to london and i think with the squad that they have and it's a squad game they might actually surprise a few people in how they coast it unless someone pulls off a very sturdy performance. Portugal versus Netherlands, also in London. And at the moment now, that leaves my final to be France versus Portugal. Now, that's if everything goes to plan. But as we know... There are always surprises in tournaments. So what do you think? Text us on 4215, it's a Salat, or do, or slide into my DMs at Omar duri uh, and Pulse95 Radio and let us know who's going to win the Euro 2020. Stay tuned for more on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Aduri. This is The Halftime Show with Omar al Duri on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wonderful. It's time. Salaam and welcome back to The Halftime Show with Omar al Duri. Thank you very much for tuning in and spending your Saturday afternoon with us here in the heart of Sharjah. Now... <laughs> God, where do we start? Well, as you can see, can't really move it that much, but it's been a while since I've seen you. And uh, thank you to AK, by the way, for filling in on the halftime show. It meant a lot to be able to rely on him. His his chat was really good. He had his brother on as well. Um, I listened to the show, uh, obviously, while I was in, in hospital. I had surgery. And, um, and it actually made me think a lot about injuries. Now, obviously, uh, as an athlete or as a coach, you, you get to experience a lot of injuries. This is probably the, the hardest one I've had to face. Um, but it made me think of the question, how much of recovery is mental in sports injury? It, it can be a very lonely place. So I think about the athletes, I think about the, the, the stars that have overcome massive injuries. And I think about the classics, your LeBron James, your uh, Ronaldo Lima, the Brazilian Ronaldo. Um, I think about Conor McGregor. I think about Mike Tyson. I think about all these superstars that have been set back to be set forward in injury. It's easy to let doubts creep in. So I was thinking about how much mental strength and mental fitness, which we discuss a lot about on the show, it takes to really get past it. Because I've been very fortunate to have the support of my family my wife my mom my friends by the way every single message that came out to me via instagram uh, whatsapp you name it I-, I cannot tell you how that really helps with recovery because actually i was in quite a dark place when the injury happened that it took me a week to get the surgery and then once all the tests, we did the COVID test, anesthetic test, um, everything went through. Then I got the surgery the week after. And thank you for everyone at Pulse95 Radio for their support as well. I've had messages checked in. But the thing is, is for the first couple of days, I stayed away from my phone and I didn't want to um, message anything. And that's why people, you can kind of fall under the radar. So I had a bit of a detox in the first few days um, regarding my injury. and And then it made me think about, God, how fortunate I am to be able to. Uh, just live everyday life and just be able to function and I was going to training and I was boxing and I was doing all sorts of things before that now obviously I couldn't do when you take that away from someone it kind of makes you feel grateful for what you have now I'm saying this to you because uh, we don't realize how much we do or have until we get a setback but in total if you look at the superstars that I've mentioned earlier it's a step it's a forward that you end up taking if you have the right people and the right support around you so for me what had happened was because a lot of people were asking what happened uh, i suffered a grade 3 tear in my shoulder um, and, and literally shattered the ligament playing football with some friends it was just a, a nice friendly game it was a complete accident um i fell actually quite well in the landing it was one of my best friends who actually uh you know did it as well but six centimeters higher six centimeters lower i don't get the injury but what has it taught me it's taught me a lot of gratitude and it's also showed me how much people care and how much support you have um sleep was affected i wasn't sleeping well that was really tough and then going into surgery uh mentally creates this uh this th- this dark place that you end up kind of feeling sorry for yourself which by the way i did that too i ended up feeling sorry for myself i end up Just asking questions why obviously I booked my training a month in advance I've got all these things I want to do I want to box I want to play football and then all of a sudden you can't do it anymore so it made me grateful for a lot of the things that happened and this is a special thank you to everyone who actually um, you know sent messages yes it might have taken me a bit of time to to get back to you but that's because at that stage I wasn't in a good place so so grateful for all the love and appreciation um, from snacks. I got sent snacks <laughs> over to keep me company. Kind of worried about my weight at the moment because when you don't train, obviously I gain weight quite quickly. But I'm so grateful for everything. Thank you very much for every single person who, who even sent a message, dropped a picture, shared, liked, asked about the halftime show. I had people saying, yo, when is the halftime show coming back up again? It might be the best reset that can happen and and, ta- and being away from um, sports uh mentally and physically for 2 months is a huge challenge. So for everyone that's suffering from an injury or a setback, one thing I can tell you is it's a proven formula that that getting your mind right and getting your recovery right longevity wise is the key to, you know, being even better than when you started. So my hat off to everyone. Thank you very much. Thank you for 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 all the love and messages I got. And that was the segment on how much of recovery is mental in sports injury. Okay, I'll be right back after the break. Enjoy some music. I know you're probably watching on YouTube right now or on 95FM, and I'll be right back after this. Enjoy, folks. This is, this is The Halftime Show with, with and Glory on 95FM. This is the halftime show with Omar Al on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! It's time! Salam and welcome back to the halftime show with Omar Al I am your host, coming everything sport, international, and local. Right, Abish, <laughs> man. I can't wait to be back in the studio. Uh, I'm at home at the moment now, obviously recovering. I haven't been on medication, etc. It's not safe for me to drive. and probably a little bit difficult to drive with one hand. (laughs) But I hope to be there on Monday, inshallah, in the studio uh, with you guys, as usual, live on 95FM, Instagram, YouTube, um, you name it. Okay, right. What else has happened in the fight world? Well, there's been a lot that's happened. Actually, on the day of surgery, I was on my phone watching... Um, UFC as Adesanya enhanced his legacy you know against Vittori you had the Edwards Leon Edwards Diaz fight that was amazing God that got me excited I was like on medication like lying down going oh this is great (laughs) which was amazing Um, one of the one of the best fights especially that Leon Edwards was outstanding against the fan favorite uh, Nate Diaz And, and at the end Nate Diaz to clip him and almost steal the fight That was incredible. Everyone loves Nate Diaz. But I also think the return of the fans, it really adds something else to sport. And we've seen it with the Euros. We've seen it with UFC, obviously, being one of the first to let fans back in. But I think that's a huge thing. But the story of Brandon Moreno. Wow. As he becomes the first Mexican champion. You know, you look at him and you think he's such a nice guy and he's got such this demeanor about him that just a cool guy. He just enjoys life. He's a family man. He was seeded last on the Ultimate Fighter. He was dropped from the UFC after two fights. These kind of stories, when it comes down to trying to get motivated, you know, people talk about motivation a lot. I think Brandon Moreno is definitely a form of motivation. You know, sometimes when when uh, when the UFC cut him after two fights, losing to come back and to win the championship, and his speech, uh, albeit a little bit censored, with Joe Rogan after the fight, was great to see. You know, I, I had goosebumps. Um, Seeing his, you know, his his dominance and the fact that he is the champion of the world now in his division, very very happy for him. So so that also happened. So when when you need some motivation, it's good to see people like that doing well. And I'm happy that he managed to really really hit those heights, which was which was incredible. Um, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder. It seems to be. Probably one of the weirdest things I'm watching at the moment, you know, and and that that says a lot because we've seen weird fights on on YouTube, the Paul brothers, uh, you know, we've got, we had Mayweather and, and, and Logan fighting and that was strange. This seems more like a YouTube fight than a professional fight in the way the intros are coming in. The press conference the other day had Deontay Wilder sitting there and not say a single word the whole press conference. It's kind of strange, uh, almost like antics wise, the way that he's obviously blamed the gloves, blamed his manager, fired his manager and forced the fight to fight Tyson Fury. Now what we have heard is um, Deontay Wilder wanted 20 million to step aside to uh, let Fury fight Joshua, which we spoke about, which was supposed to be held in Saudi Arabia. We're only a month away from Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder because of legalities. So Tyson Fury said, I wouldn't even pay him, you know, one million. Uh, I'll just beat him up instead. So that's going to be setting up. I just hope it doesn't put any kind of stopgap on the fight that we all want to see, which is, uh, you know, Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua, who himself has to fight Usyk now before uh, the next fight. I'm just hoping they both come out of that safe And then we get to see what we all have wanted to see for a while. I'm telling you now, uh, let's hope, inshallah, inshallah, that fight goes on because it's going to be amazing. If this does happen, do we think there's going to be any hiccups? Do we think Wilder might surprise a few people maybe by changing his strategy, his coaches, his tactics? Or will he resort back to bad habits, which is what Tyson Fury was saying in predicting the fight, regardless of who is coaching him. On the other side, Anthony Joshua, when you're preparing yourself for Tyson Fury and now you fight a different opponent, Usyk, will there be a surprise there? Let us know. 4215 at Tassalat or do inside into our DMs at Omal or Pulse 95 Radio on who's going to win the fight. We'll see you right after the break on the final segment on the only place to be at three, the Halftime Show on Pulse 95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar on, Alduri. Oh on, 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 on. 95, 95. 95. Oh, he lifts the parent. Work the goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Wonderful! <laughs> Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. Thank you very much for spending your Saturday afternoon with me and shout out to everyone who's tuned in on YouTube now on 95FM, Pulse95Radio.com or our app Sharjah Broadcasting Authority. Uh, slightly uh, injured at the moment, but will be back, inshallah, this week. Uh, in the studios where we can see those amazing, beautiful 95 family faces. Okay, right. So if you're just tuning in on the show, where have you been? What a show it's been. We've talked about a lot of things. The Euro 2020s obviously are the headlines in a lot of people's minds. And on conversation, we spoke about who's going to win the Euro 2020. Now, I'm sure your messages are coming in now as we speak. And I'm getting a lot of different ones here on who's going to win it. We've got some people that might have peaked a little bit early. This is what I was trying to say to you earlier about my predictor. If you haven't checked it out, check out the podcast as well on Apple, Spotify, and SoundCloud where I help you predict who is going to win Euro 2020 and whether the location will play such a huge role in the winner um, of, of this huge tournament, massive, massive tournament. We also spoke about how much of uh, recovery is mental when it comes down to sports injuries. On the third segment, we spoke about what's happening in the fight world. Since I've last spoken to you, we've had a lot of things happen from obviously Logan Paul and Mayweather. You've had Sanya who was outstanding against Vittori. You've had the Nate Diaz-Leon Edwards fight, and you also had a new Moreno Mexican champion. Okay, right, that was that. Coming up this week as well, we're going to be having a better idea by the time I see you guys on Monday on what happens in the group of death that everyone's talking about. You've got France, you've got Germany, you've got Portugal, you've got Hungary, all there. But this year, the tournament has a little bit of a twist to it in the sense that the four best third place teams qualify, which kind of leaves things up in air because normally... We don't really look at that. We don't really think about that. But that's why Scotland was celebrating yesterday against England. Now, for me, it was a bit hard for me because obviously I have to support England. That's that's where I grew up. That's where I was born. That's where I was made. That's England. But I didn't want Scotland to get knocked out. And I kind of I kind of listened a lot to talk sport. I listened to, to different things. And by the way, also shout out to Tyrone Mings for his message um, following my surgery, which happened last week. I was I was still in hospital watching England versus Croatia, but it was. Uh, it was it was a great start one nil it was safe um, southgate was getting a lot of criticism and he will continue to get criticism and yesterday he got more criticism on his selection but here's the thing when you think about it and, and i had a question sent in yesterday uh after the match from my good friend Mufid, who's also on uh, a recovery so inshallah inshallah hopefully his knee surgery has gone amazing and he'll be back on the football pitch soon the dynamics of the England team right now is very, very interesting because you have your captain and your talisman, Harry Kane, who unfortunately is not 100% fit, but you can't drop him because he is what they base their team around in terms of the attacking sense. Now England are blessed with one of the best squads I've seen in a long time. However, everyone's been shouting for Jack Grealish to be starting. The problem with that, because of Harry Kane's lack of pace, you have to balance out with creativity and pace either side. Now, you go with experience next to him in Sterling, who Southgate really favours, and you go with the creativity and youth of Foden, who has been outstanding for Manchester City this season. Now, playing Jack Grealish and Foden in the same team is very tough when you think of who's behind them in Mason Mount. And that's where the dynamics of the team changes. If Harry Kane doesn't play, then you're able to go with a bit more pace up front with Calvert-Lewin and then have Jack really start. And also, we haven't seen Jordan Sancho, which has kind of gone on the radar a little bit. I actually think that when you play Mason Mount, that also adds uh, a different twist to the, the formation you're going to be playing when you come up against teams. And the other thing you have to think of is how you line up against different teams so for Croatia you knew the game was going to be a bit more slower but a more intelligent game with Scotland you knew it was going to be a lot more faster a lot more aggressive and a lot of bite in the tackle so therefore he opted for Rhys James and Luke Shaw in natural fullbacks now saying that as well not just because he's a friend of the show but Tyrone Mings was outstanding yesterday and Jordan Pickford answered a lot of his critics by putting off some great saves at vital times now Scotland yesterday were outstanding but remember it was just a draw and like I said earlier, it is a marathon and not a sprint. So that might be a thing. And you also realize that if England win their group, they face Portugal. And that's where people think, oh, that's awful. If they don't win their group, then they face Spain. And that's according to the predictor. So who would you rather face? That's what I'm saying. There's so many factors here that make us think we can afford to get a draw and still be Okay. And so the dilemma of, do you start Harry Kane next? Does Maguire earn his spot, even though um, Tyrone Mings and John Stones have been very, very solid, you know, kept clean sheets so far. You realize that there's two clean sheets in two games. Not bad for a, a team that isn't renowned for its defense. So there again, you see, there's a lot of positives to come out of that. Now, some people say, yes, you've got your coach's hat on and you're thinking as a coach and that's why you're defending Gareth Southgate. What I'm saying is, the, the This tournament will be based on your squad. You saw Belgium the other day down to Denmark, and even that, when they brought on De Bruyne, he changed the game. Lukaku has been outstanding as he started, but De Bruyne was the game changer. Could that be Jack Grealish? And saying that as well, when you think about maybe resting Harry Kane and going with Calvert-Lewin and then adding the... The, the creativity and the ball carrying of Jack Grealish and possibly Jordan Sancho. That might be the game-changing there. You also think about how he's utilized his squad. One thing I will say about Gareth Southgate is the way he treats the athletes, the footballers, is exceptional. And that is where, hopefully, they're still feeling in a good place. And also, anyone will be disappointed from not starting, especially when you have fans, when it's televised all over the world. But when you convince your players it's a squad game and you might actually have the impact to come off the bench for any of the teams in the tournament, that might be the difference in winning. Because as you see, you've seen Italy win the first two out of two. You've seen Belgium. You've seen Netherlands do some great things. But they might have peaked too soon. And the reason why I haven't got Italy to win the tournament, even though they've probably been the most impressive, is because... The legs might run out, especially at the back. They've got a fantastic young goalkeeper who will probably be Italy's goalkeeper for the next 10 years. But Kalini and Bonucci are veterans in the game. And that's the only question where they mix experience with, um, you know, youth. Then you look at Belgium and you think they've always been the team ranked first in the world that should win a tournament that hasn't won a tournament. So are we overlooking Belgium in there? Germany happened to have a very good team without a real out-and-out striker. It's the same with Spain. So you see, there's so many factors here that people all always argue about a point or a selection or a lineup. But my point to you is when you look at who's won the Champions League, when you look at who's actually done well this year, did they need a striker? And that also gives those teams hope that you can always play with the right people rather than the right positions to be able to win the tournament. That's me, Omar Duri, on The Halftime Show. Thank you so much for spending it with me. I really appreciate you taking the time out to watch this video. Make sure you like it, subscribe, and share. And I'll be hopefully, inshallah, inshallah, I'll be back in the studio on Monday with you guys with a more clear surrounding of the 95 FM. Love to all of you guys. Blessings. And I will see you very, very soon. That's me, Omar Duri, from The Halftime Show on Pulse95.